What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the final four. It's not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. And we are back with our preseason preview of the Big Ten. Uh, and today we got Rutgers, uh, Rod. They finished 16 and 12 last year, 10 and 10 in the Big Ten, which uh, tied them for sixth. Um, so, yeah, coming into this year. Yeah, maybe Rutgers didn't do as as well as we thought. Maybe last year, maybe about where we thought. Uh, oh, I think your I think of... your first I think your first instinct is correct. I think it was a little bit of a disappointing year um, relative to expectations. It was also they weren't quite as good as they were the year prior, where they didn't get that opportunity to make the tournament because of the cancellation due to COVID. That's right. Uh, they did, they did, despite that kind of middling record you mentioned, they did get in the field last year. So Steve Peichel did get to the tournament in his fifth year. He would have done it in his fourth. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say it was, it was a little bit disappointing last season. And, and I think it's in part that, they maybe weren't quite the same kind of Rutgers team in terms of what their identity has been about mm-hmm. as we've seen in years past. They were still a pretty good defensive team, but maybe they weren't elite. They weren't an elite rebounding team by any means. And those were kind of the two core principles that Steve Peichel built his thing on. Um, I think last year they they had a feeling that they could be a lot better offensively, and I think some of that carried over to the way certain guys played, and it negatively impacted them. But look, the bottom line is they made the tournament, which at this stage in the program's development is really accomplishing the goal mm-hmm. um, to a large extent. Um but, you know, it remains to be seen this year. It's going to be a little bit of a different cast. Um, some guys left who could have come back. And and on paper, at least, that hurts. But they did keep some other key guys around. And it'll be interesting to see if they can be better. I mean, we're picking them eighth. So that's in a normal year. That's kind of right on the borderline. You're on the bubble essentially most of the time when you're in that spot. And that's kind of how I see this team. I think they could be tournament worthy, but we're going to have to wait and see how it all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of their key departures, uh, Jacob Young, who was second, or he had really his best season with them last year. Uh, second in the team is scoring 14.1 points a game, 47 from the floor, 37 from three, seventy-three from the line. Yeah, and then you look, he also led the team in assists with 94, but but here's part yeah. of what I'm ta- I was talking about a second ago. He also had 83 turnovers. And even though he is not a guy I would characterize as a point guard, he had the ball in his hands a lot. Clearly, mm-hmm. if he was scoring at that rate, he had 94 assists. This was a high-usage guy. 
And though he shot the ball a bit better than he had in the past, um, I'm just not sure that a high usage Jacob Young is the Jacob Young that Rutgers needed. Mm-hmm. Still a really good defensive player, but you know, this is one of those situations where on paper it looks like a big hole. I wonder how it's going to play out though, with some other guys taking those minutes who might play in a fashion that benefits the team a little better. He ended up transferring to Oregon. So um, we'll see how it goes for him there. Uh, Then they also lose Montez Mathis, a six, six junior who had, seen his role decrease a little bit um he was only averaging just over 20 minutes a game 8.3 points um 38 from the floor 30 from the uh three-point line 57 from the line he's uh transferring out to st john's yeah i I think you know he had a good freshman season and then the last two years i felt like um he fell back a little bit while guys like his classmate ron harper jr and some other guys um kind of leapfrogged him a little bit, not, not entirely because he was still playing half the game, but uh, yeah, he opted to transfer to St. John's. And, and again, this is another situation where you look at it on paper and say, wow, eight point a game score, 20 minutes a night. That's a hole you've got to fill. And it is, but you don't know. They might, they might get better efficiency from the guys who will inherit those minutes. We'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the other guy you got is Miles Johnson, um, massive six foot eleven, two hundred and eighty pounder. He decides to go back to uh, his home state of California to play for UCLA. Uh, he was eight points a game, eight and a half rebounds, and about two and a half blocks for them. So that's that's a big loss for them inside. Huge loss, uh, as opposed to the first two guys we talked about. I think he's one that actually it matters. Um, you know we spent a lot of time in these previews already talking about how it's really an important thing to have guys who at least physically can hang with some of these behemoths the other schools have. And Miles Johnson was that kind of guy. He didn't put up the scoring numbers that guys like Coburn or, or Dickinson did, but you know only eight points a game. But I really liked his game. 6'11", 280 two-and-a-half blocks per game, so he was a defensive presence, eight-and-a-half rebounds per game. And on certain nights when he got the opportunities, he was a pretty effective post scorer. I think he's a big addition to UCLA. To me, you know, you can you can fairly say that UCLA's Final Four run last year was um, an example of a team that had been sort of middling all year long, getting hot at yeah. the right time. But the fact that they brought – pretty much all of those key guys back, most of them, and they've added Miles Johnson, I think they legitimately will have a chance to get back there again, and it won't require that kind of you know, heat check mm-hmm. for five or six games. Uh, and he's a big part of the reason why. I think he could be that important for them. Consequently, Rutgers not having him, that's a, that's a big negative. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's a loss. Uh, and then Mohamedou Dakour, 6'10", senior, uh, it didn't really do a whole lot with them. He winds up transferring out to LaSalle. Yeah, you know, he was kind of a borderline top 100 guy when they got him and was arguably the first 
semi-impressive recruit that Pico had landed, and he just never developed. And then over time, you saw him get passed by guys like Miles Johnson, who weren't quite as highly regarded, but obviously ended up being just flat-out better players. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not, not a big loss at this point because I, I think after four years, you just had to figure he really wasn't going to end up doing much for Rutgers. So then the guys that got coming back, Ron Harper Jr., um, he decides to come back uh, averaging 14.9 points a game, 5.9 rebounds, uh, 44 from the floor, uh, only 31 from three and 74 from the line. Yeah, that that three-point shooting was the big negative. Um, He had point stretches last year where he was really, really good, and then he had other stretches where he just couldn't buy a bucket. But the fact remains, his coming back is the number one thing that gives this team a chance to get back to the tournament. Because I think at his best, if he can get that perimeter shooting back up to a, a, a certain level, um, he's among the best offensive players and among the toughest matchups in the conference because, you know, he's like six five, six six, but I don't know, they list him about 230. He might even be a little heavier than that. Uh, he's a really tough cover because he's a good athlete despite the size. His size gives him strength that if you cover him with a smaller but more athletic guy, he can eat eat those kind of players up around the basket. Um, and again, if the three-point shooting comes back around, well, then they've really got something. But he's, he's the main guy, the go-to guy, the number one option, no doubt about that. And then Geo Baker, six-foot-three senior, comes back as well. Um, 10.4 points a game, 41, 30, and 75. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, although the, the three-point shooting still isn't great from an efficiency point of view, I actually liked him better last year than I have in the past. I thought he made better decisions when he was on the ball. Uh, his assist-to-turnover numbers demonstrate that. You know, you'd love it if he could even be like a 35% guy from deep. Uh, I don't know whether he will or not, but he's a an ex- super experienced player at this point. He's a reliable defender, and he is a guy who can go get his own shot. Now, whether you want him taking that shot isn't always uh, the case, but um, if I had to choose between he or Jacob Young in, in getting big minutes, for a team trying to win, I might very well go Baker's way, even though his numbers on the surface don't look as good. Mm-hmm. At least the way Baker played last year. Uh, so then they also bring back Paul McKahey, six foot junior McKahey. He averaged five point nine points a game, three point three rebounds, uh, second on their team of, in assists. He was forty eight from the floor, thirty nine from three, and sixty eight from the line. So he may get more of an opportunity at the point this year. It seems like. I said it going into last season that I thought the best move for Rutgers to be an improved offensive team was to put Mulcahy at the point and and just let it roll. Mm -hmm. And and they kind of did that. I mean, Young had a lot of time on the ball, too. But you look at Mulcahy's numbers, they're really good in terms of the assists versus turnovers. He's got great size at 6'6", so he can see the floor. Um, and 39% from three, 48% overall, this kid, he's emerged into a decent shooter. I think the biggest thing is that he just didn't have the usage 
that a guy like Jacob Young had because Jacob Young was out there a lot, sucking up a lot of the oxygen. Yeah. So the more the more opportunities there are for Mulcahy to do things, I think the better this team is probably going to be offensively. And this is what I'm getting at. I think they could be better, at least on the offensive end, with guys who on the surface don't look to be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's exhibit A. If, if the ball's in his hands a lot, as opposed to Jacob Young's, that might mean better things for Rutgers as a team. Now, you can look at the other end and say, well, okay, he's not the defensive player Young is, and I'm not going to disagree. But, you know, I just have faith that a Steve Peichel team is going to be pretty good defensively regardless. Mm-hmm. So I think I would take that trade. Uh, and then they get Caleb McConnell back, 6'6", senior. Um, showed flashes of potential, but uh, only averaged 5.7 points a game, 3.3 rebounds, uh, 32 from the floor, 20 from three, and 80 from the line. Yeah, you know, McConnell is a guy that, that Peichel talks about a lot. He thinks he may have a big final year. He's finally been healthy over the offseason, which has been a bit of a problem for him. There are things to like. You know, again, 6'6", he has some ball skills. He can do a lot of different things. Good rebounder on the wing at 4.3 a game. But, um, you know, 20% from three, 32% overall, it's it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. you got to find a way to shoot the ball better than that. Yeah. Uh, and then down low, they got Cliff Omaruri back, 6'10", 230 sophomore. Uh, who was the sort of the heralded recruit uh, from last year? One of the the, the highest ones Pykels had, maybe the highest so far. Um, but he didn't do a ton, really. I mean, in 15 minutes a game, uh, three point eight points, four rebounds. Uh, hopefully well, you, they I, I, get a lot more out of him than that. They're going to have to because with Johnson gone, it's Omarui's job at the five. You know. I guess I wasn't totally shocked. I talked to a guy I know who was very familiar with the high school and AAU scene on the East Coast because I didn't see any of Omarui as a high school player. And he had told me, he said, because there was some talk last year in the preseason, oh, maybe they'll play him at the four. You know, this mm-hmm. kid's a, a, an elite recruit, not just a good recruit. And so Pico is going to feel forced to play him a lot of minutes. Maybe they'll play him at the four alongside Johnson. And the guy I talked to said, that's just not going to happen because Omarui is still like a lot of young big guys who are highly regarded. It's more about potential than it is actualized production at this stage. And that ended up being the case. Mm -hmm. You could see why he was highly regarded. He's pretty athletic, good size, good strength, kind of a live body. What you didn't see was a guy who was, ready to play a major, major role on a winning team. He just wasn't there yet. And then he got hurt for a while. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, and then add in COVID and lack of practice time, you know, you add in all these things and it sounds like I'm making excuses, but it's just the reality. Mm -hmm. So I won't be surprised if he takes a big step up. He has to for this team to be good. Uh, But I think, I think there's a reasonable chance that he will do that. Um, I don't know how much more scoring he's going to do this year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the rebounding numbers improve. Uh, they think he should be a pretty good defensive player. And Pico has said that he's worked very, very hard in the offseason. And, um, yeah, like I say, they need him 
to be much like Johnson was. They need him to be a defensive presence and a rebounder. And if he does those two things, they'll live with it, and any scoring they get is is gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mawat Mog uh, comes back, 6'7", sophomore. Uh, not a ton of minutes last year, but what are we looking for him? Maybe some rotational role here? Yeah, I mean, they they think he might be ready as a defender with some length on the wing. He just didn't do very much last year, so it's hard to project out what he could be. Um, but that's the hope. Mm-hmm. And then Oscar, uh, Oscar Palmquest was sort of a versatile 6'8 sophomore. Um, from his native uh, country of Sweden is coming back. You know, the, the next couple guys, Paul Quest and, and Dean Reber, who's 6'10 sophomore, they're both kind of similar in their profile in that Michael is hoping that they shoot well enough to be playable as stretch options at the four. That's really what Rutgers is looking for there. Mm-hmm. So both of those guys, Paul Quest and Reber, it's, it's sort of the same thing. Uh, in terms of what their profile might be and what Rutgers hopes they're getting. Whether they're actually ready to do that consistently in games at this point, anybody's guess. Uh, and then Jaden Jones, who's a 6'8", 220-pound fr- uh, freshman, but uh, he's actually he was enrolled early last year um, but didn't really make an impact. Yeah, he, he joined the team at the midpoint of the season, as a few guys you saw nationally do. Uh, but he really wasn't ready to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that's going to be different this year. Pico is very, very high on him. Uh, they think he's got, you know, real potential as a defensive player, as a rebounder, and they think he's a more talented offensive player than maybe some of the other big men they brought in. They think uh, he could be a guy to pair with Omarui at the five or even maybe emerge. They think he's athletic enough and versatile enough defensively that he could play some four. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on him. I expect Jaden Jones is going to play a lot more than he did a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and then Luke Nathan, 6'11", 240-pound, uh, fifth-year senior is back. Yeah, j- just basically an insurance player inside for them. Unless injuries really hit, I don't think Nathan is slated to play much. They've got a lot of other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then only three newcomers um, to make the Rutgers squad this year. Ralph Agee, 6'8", uh, 240-pound uh, transfer in from San Jose State. Um, Agee was 11 points a game, 5.2 rebounds. Um, and he shot 57% from the floor, 61 from the line. Yeah, this I mentioned that, you know, Jones might emerge at the four. It's also possible that, um, they play Harper as a small ball four, but if I had to bet, I would bet on this guy being the starter at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the numbers were good at San Jose State, but then again, it's a step up in competition. You don't know how that will translate, but I think his size is is what gives him a chance. And, um, you know, he's not going to be a stretch guy. This yeah. is exclusively player so i'm figuring he's going to play a significant role whether it's as a starter or a key reserve uh, and then they get another transfer andre hyatt uh in from lsu he's 6'6 sophomore 4.2 points a game uh, started 15 times last year for tigers um 44 from the floor 29 from 
three and seventy four from the line. Yeah. So you look at that and say, well, he's not a a big threat from three, but that's really good size on the wing. He's now got you know some high major experience at LSU, and they like his athleticism as well. Um, whether that's as a starter or as a key reserve on the wing, I don't know yet. But uh, he'll be another guy like AG that I think plays a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jalen Miller, who comes in as a freshman, 6'2 guard. Uh, he's from Maryland. Yeah, the the interesting thing about him is that even Peichel is talking about him being an exceptional defensive player. So that speaks volumes to me. If a guy who emphasizes defense as much as Peichel does thinks this kid is that high-level of defender as a freshman, he probably is pretty good. I think the question is, can he run offense competently? at the point uh this team could use a backup because if if he could play backup minutes behind Mulcahy um then Geo Baker can remain more exclusively off the ball which I think is better for everybody um it also would give them a nice contrast to Mulcahy and that you've got a smaller quicker more defensively minded guy for a change of pace Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that does it for their lineup. Um, you'd mentioned earlier uh, they made the first NCAA tournament appearance since the '90s last year. <laughs> so this has been actually quite quite the achievement for Steve Peichel um, thus far through his career. Yeah, but now now we enter the tough part. You know, you can ask guys like Chris Collins and um, and Richard Pitino. Yeah how much fun it is when you have that one breakthrough season and then you're not able to follow it up. Now, in fairness to Feichel, he's actually at two because the first one got wiped away by COVID. The fact is he was going to the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think that Rutgers team was actually a little better than last year's. Um, so they might have been equipped to make a little deeper run. We'll, we'll never know. Um, but but this is the trick now. It's It's about sustaining what he's built. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. You look, at, you look at this year, and as you said, they only added three guys. Two of them are transfers. One's a high school player. So they didn't really – he didn't build on what he's been doing lately, which has been really hitting the high school ranks and bringing in solid class after solid class and just gradually chipping away and getting a little better caliber talent every year. Uh, he didn't really do that this year. Well, that's no knock on Jalen Miller. He may end up being a really good player, but he's only one guy. On the other hand, look, this is a new world we're in, and when the portal's available and you've got needs, you gotta you got to do what you got to do. And it looks to me like he did pretty well. They, they think AG will help inside. Hyatt should definitely help, and, and given that he's coming in from LSU, you can feel reasonably certain that he can at least be worthy of rotation minutes for this team, if not as a starter. Um, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I think this team could be better offensively for the reasons I've kind of hammered on. Um, to me, getting a guy like Young out of there and replacing not just the minutes, but the, the usage with somebody like Mulcahy, I think should play better for this team. But, that's all predicated on the fact that some of these guys, Geo Baker, Ron Harper, Caleb McConnell, maybe some of these other potential rotation guys, they've got to shoot better. 
mm-hmm. than they did a year ago. I, I, I think that's obviously, it's stating the obvious, that's a real key. Uh, so the best path to success for this team is I think they've got to get back to being a high-level defensive team instead of a very good one and be much better on the board. They were really surprisingly bad there last year. That's why I think a guy like A.G. and a guy like Jaden Jones probably are going to play big roles because I don't think that, that Peichel's going to want to go small all the time again. I don't think that that couldn't have sat well with him, that they weren't a very good rebounding team last year. That's just not the way his teams have played. So if they can do those two things and then maybe just get a little bit of incremental improvement offensively just by virtue of the guys on the floor, the lineups, um, I think Rutgers could be pretty good again. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were returning the three guys who left, for better or for worse, we would be talking about them as a possible upper-tier team. But that would be based largely on names and, and counting statistics. I actually think this team has a chance to be a little bit better just because the pieces may fit together a little bit more. But we'll see. Okay, well, uh, that'll do it for Rutgers. Uh, Until next time, the Final Four is not on the schedule. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.